Welcome to our podcast series. This is Lisa Birdwell from Telligent, the Quality Innovation Network Quality Improvement Organization in Colorado, Illinois, Iowa, and Oklahoma. During this podcast, um, we will share some of the early findings from the University of Kansas COVID-19 impact on nurses study or COIN study, which began in May of 2020 and continues today. This is a three-part series that focuses on building resiliency for nurses and long-term care organizations. We'll hear about the impact of the COVID-19 pandemic on nurses and learn how it may influence their intent to leave their profession. We'll discuss the concept of resiliency and strategic strategies to build individual and organizational resilience. We are delighted to have two expert speakers join us for this discussion. Dr. Amy Garcia is one of the principal researchers on the COIN study. Dr. Garcia is an associate clinical faculty and director of practice at the University of Kansas School of Nursing. She previously served as the director and chief nursing officer for Cerner Corporation and the American Nurses Association. Joining her is our second speaker, Amy Stewart. Amy is Vice President of Education and Certification Strategy for the American Association of Post-Acute Care Nursing. She has over 23 years of experience in the post-acute healthcare industry with expertise in areas of the resident assessment instrument, clinical reimbursement, quality, and regulatory change. I'll turn it to Dr. Garcia first to get us started sharing more about the COIN study and key findings. Dr. Garcia. Thank you, Lisa, for inviting me to join this uh, conversation. So I'm Amy Garcia from the University of Kansas School of Nursing. I want to talk about the COVID impact on nurses study. We call it COINS. And our very first partner on the COIN study was the American Association of Post-Acute Care Nurses. We decided to focus on long-term care because of the profound impact of the pandemic. So this study is IRB approved. It's a prospective study. Uh, we are doing quarterly surveys in summer, fall, uh, winter, and spring. To date, we've had 402 uh, registered nurses who work in long-term care in all 50 states. So we've asked them questions about the impact of COVID on their quality of life, on their physical health, mental and emotional health. We asked them about strategies to mitigate the impact of the pandemic and questions about their demographics. One of the findings I wanna share with you today has to do with long-term care nurses' emotional health. In our survey, more than a third of the nurses reported increased problems with anxiety, depression, and irritability always or often. That's a lot of nurses really struggling. So among those who took the survey, emotional health problems have increased from summer through fall, 
and the nurses are asking for help to improve their resilience. Thank you, Dr. Garcia. Now, Amy, as you've listened to Dr. Garcia, what is the meaning of data to you? Well, Lisa, when I listen to Dr. Garcia talk about the emotional health and how nurses are struggling, what it signals to me is that we have to do something. And we meaning we individually as nurses and we collectively as organizations that employ nurses. There's never been a more important time than right now to start thinking about resilience. And resilience is the process of adapting well in the face of adversity. And our nurses need help adapting in the face of adversity because COVID certainly was a very adverse event. Yes, it was, Amy. And for the people listening to this podcast, what are some actions they can do today to improve their emotional and mental health? You know, there's so many things that come to mind, Lisa, but I want to start with something that I heard that I really, a, a little saying that I heard on a podcast not that long ago. And it, I don't know, it really resonates with me. It says that the person said, check yourself before you wreck yourself and don't argue or spend time being angry with what is and what you couldn't change. And COVID is, it's here, it's real, right? And being angry and feeling guilty, it doesn't, it doesn't make it go away. So what can we do right now as action steps to help improve our emotional and mental health? I like to start by saying practice self-compassion, which means you're being kind to yourself. Um, Self-compassion gives you the ability to hold your feelings of suffering with a sense of warmth, connection, and concern rather than reacting uh, with self-criticism and self-judgment, which we're so quick to do. So that's number one. Number two is find some peer support. So a lot of times we go home to our spouse and say, I had this really rough day and we start talking about it, but our spouse hasn't lived it, right? We need a peer that really understands what we've gone through to share our experiences with that person, someone who understands what we've been through. And then the last thing that I would say to listeners is seek professional help. If your issues and your concerns and, and your thoughts are such that you can't seem to get over this hump, I believe that it is a sign of strength and not a sign of weakness to ask for and get professional help. Thank you, Dr. Garcia and Amy Stewart, for introducing to us the impacts COVID-19 has had on nurses and highlighting the critical need for building resiliency. What's resonating to me is the phrase, check yourself before you wreck yourself, and your recommendations to practice self-compassion, seek peer support, and get help if you need it to get over the hump together. I look forward to our next session where we will dig deeper into strategies to build individual resilience.